Hello, everyone. We be live. I'm here again with Anna and Rivka. We're going to be reviewing some more videos. Hi, Anna. Hi, Rivka. How are you guys? I see here. Excellent. Thank you for being here, guys. Um, Anna and Rivka are giving me a lot of amazing content to share with you guys. And these are stuff that I'm not seeing in being shown in many other places. And it's very helpful, by the way. We're looking at many Arabs, many Palestinians that are standing up against Hamas. And I think it's 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 not just informative, but it's also um, fights against generalization, against Arabs and uh, people in Gaza. And especially, we've also been covering some uh, a lot of messages from Arabs in Israel, but also Arabs in Palestine, Arabs outside of Israel and Palestine that have different messages. Um, and we don't just do that just to um, inform you. It's important that we don't, it, when we are supporting Israel, I notice some people go so far as to be anti-Palestinian or be anti-Arab or be anti-Gaza. And we don't want to do that. We are pro-Israel and we are pro-Palestine at the same time. We're against we are pro, against Hamas because we are pro-Palestinian. We want the best for all people, um, and I think that some people use the idea of Arabs being backwards or Arab having problematic views as an excuse to just try to dismiss all of them, dehumanize them, uh, justify them. Uh, being killed or having doing anything you know when we are defending israel's uh, right to defend itself and do military operations in gaza it's not because we think that people in gaza deserve it not anything not at all uh we do i i mean i personally um support pressure on the military israeli military to try to i mean to reduce civilian casualties um, I support the inter even though I support the Israeli military, I also support the international pressure on it because it's with the pressure that we abide by higher standards. So Anna, you want to add something about this? Well, I just want to say that even without pressure, uh, Israel doesn't try to target civilians deliberately, while Hamas right. is targeting civilians, our civilians deliberately. And as I, I usually say at the beginnings of the, of your programs that sometimes there are sirens here because Hamas are still launching rockets on our city. Right. And yeah, if there is a siren, I will have to just uh, run away and mm -hmm. without saying, saying anything, take my cat and go to the safe room. So. Yeah, sorry. I forgot to mention that, guys, at the beginning of the show. I forgot to. Anna might get up and, and leave at any time during the show. Um, I understand that the Israeli military has done more than any other military in the history of modern warfare to try to civilian casualties. I understand that. Um, uh, I do still see utility for international pressure, though, at the same time. Do you agree with that, Anna? Because I do think, like, I... uh, liberal democracies... Um, are impacted by pressure I and mean, the pressure needs to be there you you but what do you think well i don't agree because i think that as the the least pressure is better because then we will get rid of hamas much faster like if you if you um if you if you try to minimize but still all all, all wars there are still people who don't want to evacuate right 
So you have to act knowing that there will be casualties also between the civilians. And this pressure in okay. previous times, it always led to the, to the uh, complete um, stop of military operations. And Hamas always gets, gets uh, uh, bigger and stronger again time after time. So I want to stop this cycle. And I think that this pressure uh, from, the, from the, all the world powers is actually um, detrimental for, for the completion of this goal of, of eradicating Hamas. The pressure should be on Hamas to stop, the, to stop targeting civilians. The Hamas doesn't do anything to, to try to prevent losses on our side, the civilians' losses. So pressuring only Israel to try to prevent these losses is hypocritical. Okay, I, I, I slightly disagree. I think that what we're what we are fighting for when it's, when we're supporting Israel is these standards and these standards. The reason why these uh, pressure works is because Israel is a liberal democracy. Liberal democracies show that they are liberal democracies because of the the, the fact that they're influenced by international pressure. That's one of the metrics. And what we're fighting for is the the, the uh, checks and balances, the international checks and balances that exist between countries. And also, I don't but, think, you know, the only pressure... Israel, let me finish. I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't finished my point, though. I haven't finished my point. Um, what was I saying? Um, so the only pressure Hamas recognizes, like, we don't, is military pressure. So we, know, we can't tell Hamas, like, oh, do this, do that. Um, because Hamas is a terrorist group, Hamas is the reason why we support Israel is because it cares about its uh, the international um, opinion that exists off of it. Hamas doesn't. Hamas doesn't respond to that pressure, so it doesn't make any sense to pressure Hamas in any other way other than military pressure. Uh, say that, and then your turn, but also give Rivka an opportunity because she wants to say something as well. But go ahead. Well, would you would you agree that the Israeli army, even without any pressure? tries to minimize right. civilian casualties that's, without any pressure. So why is this that's what pressure I said. needed? Why is this pressure needed? Because the pressure should be towards Qatar and towards Iran and everyone who sends money to the Hamas. This, mm -hmm. this is a real way to pressure them. Qatar is a country. You can pressure Qatar. You right. can pressure Iran. Right, because this is a, this is a fallacy called false dichotomy, right? So when you say the pressure should be on Qatar, if I'm saying international pressure should be on Israel, international pressure should be on every country, not just on Israel. International pressure needs to be on the United States, it needs to be on Israel, it needs to be on Qatar, it needs to be on Germany, it needs to be on France. That's the whole point of having this world liberal order. There's checks and balances, there's pressure on every country. When you say there needs to be pressure on Qatar, when I say that there needs to be international pressure on Israel, it doesn't mean that it shouldn't. There shouldn't be international pressure of Qatar. Obviously, it should be. When that's a that's a false dichotomy to suggest that when I'm saying there needs to be pressure on Israel, that it shouldn't be on uh, Qatar. One, two, and also this is not black and white. Yes, Israel already does many things. Does um, does have checks and balances on, on itself, that doesn't mean there is no utility for having international checks and balances. Every country is performing better because there are international checks and balances. Rivka? Um, so I was going to echo some of the points that Anna made about, you know, pressuring other countries. And I appreciate what you were saying about it being, you know, worldwide for all um, countries. 
But I do think it's difficult, the topic of pressure on Israel sometimes, because often the international community, in particular the UN, has a history of specifically pressuring Israel and leaving other actors alone or specifically focusing only on the actions of Israel in a negative way to put pressure on Israel, but not speaking or saying or putting pressure on other actors in the region. So the issue is often a double standard in terms of how people view Israel versus how they view other places, other actors in the region, other countries and their actions. And so the pressure issue is rife with already you're coming to it, knowing that, you know, so many of these international actors, in particular, the the UN, are seemingly by their actions of only speaking about Israel and only pre- wanting to pressure Israel, seeming to have a bias against Israel. So often I when get that pressure, I think that it's hard sometimes to talk about it without right. that coming forward into the conversation as well. I, w- I will respond to that fast and then we need to get to the videos, right? Um, I completely get that. I have seen that, right? So my response is that International pressure being used in the wrong way does not take away the utility of of international pressure. So it doesn't completely undermine. So what we need to do is replace bad use of international pressure with good use of international pressure rather than replacing it bad international pressure with no international pressure. The whole reason why we have this world liberal order is because countries are keeping each other in check. So when somebody is a supporter of Israel and I say like there needs to be international pressure on, on Israel, they shouldn't get offended by that because I think there should be international pressure on Thailand and Malaysia and United States and Canada and every country. This is how we have this world liberal order. So let me uh, get into the, is that good? Can we get to the videos? But uh, by the way, I want to, you guys good with this? I just want to make sure that I'm I'm not like not letting you guys speak. Okay, so I have a couple of videos that if you guys this this disagree with me, agree with um, Anna or vice versa, leave your opinions or you agree with both of us or you disagree with both of us. Please, at the end of the show, leave your comments. Um, I will try to read your opinions and also see um, your opinions do uh, have influence on me. So make sure that you uh, put your own thoughts as well. Um, and yeah, also your comments really help boost the channel. Please like the video because the videos that I'm about to show you right now are very important for more people to see. So please like the stream on YouTube if you're watching this on YouTube to, uh, so that YouTube recommends this to more people. So the first video I have is from a woman in Gaza. Let's see what she has to say. Okay, so she's saying send us, uh, send us humanitarian aid, but on condition hope my message will reach all countries in the world so i think there's some words missing on the right there okay those who want to send aid should do so with people they can trust because they take advantage of us and we don't get our rights So, okay. I swear to you that 
I beg people to bring my son food and bread. You send us humanitarian. Oh, you send us humanitarian aid. But I swear to God that we get nothing. Only if we um, chase after them and beg. They, Hamas, mock us when we ask. Wow, Jesus Christ. What the hell? They humiliate us. May God take revenge on you. Okay, so that's pretty intense. That goes in line with a lot of the reports I've been seeing about Hamas stealing the international aid and reselling it with much higher prices to people uh, in Gaza. I've seen this being reported by a lot of pro-Hamas and pro uh, people as well like this is not some israeli propaganda or lies i've seen this from account that are complaining that even even people who support hamas's hamas themselves and have certain complaints and this is one of their complaints about why are you doing this why are you selling the international aid that was supposed to met for godsons to be free why are you selling them back to them at such high prices okay thank you so much zaid because sometimes zaid can you please be here I need you here. Zaid is checking because sometimes I'm worried that are, are we spreading lies and this is not the accurate translation. So Zaid is saying that the translation is accurate. Thank you so much. So what do you get? Um, okay, Rivka has her hands up. Rivka um, and then Anna. Rivka. So um, with regard to your point about selling aid, yes. And I've actually even seen videos, which I should find one sometime for you, where the guy is showing like a kilo of rice that says, you know, not for resale. And it's been sold to him for exorbitant prices. It's UN aid. But not only do they steal the aid, but they also use a lot of it only for themselves and their families as well. So you could have someone have their, you know, someone they know down the street is getting food and aid and they aren't. You know, a lot of the wow. Hamas family uses, you know, people who are related to them. And it's a serious problem because the the aid is billions and billions of, you know, dollars and concern that people put into trying to help people like this woman and her child but instead it's diverted. And this is a conversation that there needs to be international pressure on for sure. You know, Anwar and um, other countries that spend all this money to give aid that ends up giving aid only to the Hamas. Right. Go on, Anna. Yeah. I want to say maybe two points. One that's, this woman is very, very brave. I mean, even if you say it in an Arab country that isn't controlled by Hamas, like a relatively free Arab country, um, it, it is It is still very... Uh, it, it requires a lot of just strength and a lot of... Um, like, she's fearless. Hamas can kill her for, for this. And the other point I want to say that maybe we can have a little bit of optimism that more people speak against the Hamas 
that it means maybe Hamas is losing some of its control. Because the, the least control it has, the more people are, are willing to, to say things against it. They, the more they feel like maybe they are going to uh, stay, stay safe. So I think it's, maybe it's a sign that Hamas is uh, losing some of its control. I wanted to make a point with regard to that. Um, so I've been hearing from people and reading that some people in uh, Gaza and other <clears throat> Palestinians are trying to revive some of their anti-Hamas protests, their We Want to Live protests that they did in 17, 2017, 2018, 2019. Uh, again, with regard to uh, being against the Hamas but it was very difficult because they were, you know, um, shot, they were jailed, they were tortured. I don't know if we're allowed to say that. I just did. Um, many uh, escaped and have asylum in Europe. So, yeah, this movement against Hamas, I think your point is really well taken to try and look for some positives about it. But I wanted to say there have been those people for years and they're talking about reviving this we want to live protests, but it's, it's difficult because the Hamas is very draconian and, but yes, this woman is very brave, very powerful. I mean, really strong, strong lady. And one small last point that I want to just make it clear. The fact that a lot of people uh, in Gaza hate the Hamas doesn't necessarily mean that they love Israel and if the Hamas is gone, there will be peace forever. Like, I know a lot who hate both Israel and Hamas, so um, it, it doesn't it doesn't correlate. Like, oftentimes they say Hamas are, are bad and they are stealing the food and and uh, because of Hamas, we are in such in such situation. But Israel is occupiers and Israel is also um, very, very bad. Yeah. So I, which is like, I, I have a hard time to see here a full of optimistic picture, even though, even though I see that Hamas is losing his grip, it doesn't mean that mm. there will be peace in the in the future, because a lot of people yeah. still don't have the the realization that that uh, um, right. there there can be a, a way of living in peace. Yeah. Yeah, but I also don't want to hold that against them. I'm pr I'm almost sure that we, w uh, if I was born in Gaza, I think ma many of us would be anti-Israeli here as well. I mean, um, it's very hard. It's I don't want people to take that as a way to be anti-Palestinian uh, or even even anti-Gazans that have really really horrible views. I, I, I wish the best. Let me know if you agree with me. I know if I was in Gaza, uh, there are a lot of people there that, as a mortad, would think that I deserve to die, right? I'm an ex-Muslim. I'm somebody, and I'm an apostate. I, I was a Muslim. Now I'm not a Muslim, right? And according, in Gaza, more than almost anywhere in the world, there is an agreement that somebody like me should die. Um, and I want the best for those people, Uh because I don't think that having bad views makes you deserving of misery and death. I mean, they think I deserve death, but I don't think that 
they deserve it, even with their bad views. I don't think this is a tit-for-tat thing. Like, oh, you wish this upon me, so I will wish this upon you. I think it would be healthy if we try to figure out how to try to bring peace and prosperity and security for everybody, including people with bad ideas, because at the end of the day, people with bad ideas are just a product of their environment. Again, I'm not trying to excuse it. I just think this would be a healthier way of thinking about it. I don't know if you guys agree. I totally agree with you. And of course, the environment, it plays a huge part in your views. So I totally agree with you. I, okay. I agree as well. I mean, in the end, like we talked about last week, we're still all one human family. And part of part of that is understanding that, you know, just because someone has a bad idea doesn't mean they deserve to suffer. Well, hopefully right, right, the right. suffering isn't going to change the bad idea. What's going to change bad ideas are better ideas. Right, exactly. And yeah, and Israel, when it's doing what it's doing in Gaza, it's, it's not because these people deserve it. It's because Israel it has no other choice. And if you get into that discussion right now. But we got a super chat. We got, uh, we got um, shekels from Roy. But this time I cannot read this super chat. So Anna, can you help me out here? What is this one saying? This is in Hebrew. Yeah, I will read it. Um, he's saying, well done, Anna. Great job. Uh, when you are in Tel Aviv, I would like to invite you to a branch to to have a talk, like aplatonically. Uh, and if Armin is jealous, then um, then then say say to him that um, I also thanks him as well, <laughs> like something like this. Yeah. Yeah, well, am I invited or is this just an invitation? Card? <laughs> no, I'm he, gonna come. he invited he invited only me and says thank you to you. <laughs> me and you are what left the hell? out of this, Armin. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know me and Rifka. No, no, you for a talk. Me and Rifka. Okay. okay. For for a talk? I'm not invited for a talk. Yeah. Hey, I've been to tell I've given talks in Tel Aviv before, so I don't know why I'm not invited. I was Cold <laughs> Okay, well, thank you. Um, all right, so by, oh, by the way, Zaid is saying, Anna is correct. I'm not brave enough to speak out against Hamas in Jordan. Okay, that's oh, it's good that you're not brave enough. Okay, try to stay safe. So, n bravery is not always the best idea, the best policy, right? This lady is obviously brave because she thinks this is her only um, way to feed her child, right? She's not, I mean, most of us would turn brave. Uh, a lot braver than we are when our child's life is at stake, right? So it doesn't make sense. Don't think that bravery is always a good thing. Say, don't be brave, okay? Preserve your life. Um, I, I wanted to make a comment about what you said. As a parent, right. it does change how you view things when it's not about you, it's about your child's right. life. So you do things sometimes that you don't think you're capable of doing, and she is pretty powerful. Yes. Um, and also, what is okay? What do you guys think about this? Angry keyboard warrior saying, "Does this justify not giving aid or charity to Gaza?" Honestly, I think um, this is a very complicated question. I don't know. I would say I don't know because I think I see people that need food and need help in Gaza, so it's hard to say. Oh, look, we'll not give them aid. And at the same time, we know Hamas is using that aid to sell it and feel its. Um, terrorist activities against israel 
and but if you don't send that aid, well, then what? Do, what does? How does this mother feed her child? So I don't. I mean, uh, but the, I don't know what to. I don't know. Anna, you seem to want to say like, something. There is there is no guarantee that the aid is going to to the people in Gaza. Maybe some of this yeah. gets to the people, but I think a lot of the aid coming uh, it goes through Hamas first. So Hamas does with it whatever you, it wants, and yeah, I, yeah. But I'm, the thing I'm is that sure. oh yeah, go ahead. Like, I, I'm not. You're I'm not, not sure, so yeah. sure if it's worth it because if you send aid to the people, it doesn't get get to the people. And it only strengthens Hamas, right? Yeah, but they're, they're eating something, or if they're not eating anything, they would be dead by now. So um, I'm saying, like, yes, if we send aid, it's prob probably a lot of it will go through Hamas. But if we don't send aid, then we're, we know for sure they're not going to get aid. So, I, you know, like, yeah, go on, Rivka. So I think this question is really indicative of the feeling that people need to understand the position that Israel is in, right? A lot of times. Right. Yeah. Okay. Because people tend sometimes not to understand where Israel's coming from or how the, you know, the, the, the difficulty that they're in, in situations like this. So we're saying this exact sort of thing, you know, that, that, that they are, trying to protect the aid to get to civilians, but at the same time, they know that the aid is going to these people that want to destroy them and they've got to fight against them. So it's this very complicated sort of ball of, it's hard to, to, to pull the strings and figure out where does this ball of string start and how you can straighten it out and, and, and figure out what to do. And I think that that question and the discussion about it really is important because it helps people understand the situation that Israel herself is in. Because right. they do try to send aid. They do try to protect the aid. They, you know, treat people in their hospitals. But at the same time, much of this is going to the, their people who's whole raison d'etre is their annihilation. So I think it's very helpful as a thought exercise for people to understand the complicated nature of it and see what they're thinking about it and understand that's in a way, a lot of the position that Israel is in sometimes. Like mm, my position on, on this issue is that aid in form of food and water is good that it's getting in because the people needs need to eat something and like gaza is incapable of producing uh, this food itself so uh so aid in form of food and water like let it let it all in but what what makes me um i'm against any money coming in i'm against any fuel coming in because it's only fuels the war machine of the hamas and i'm against um like with food, you can hide contraband in it. So every even the food has to be checked because because mm. they they try to yeah. smuggle weapons even but, even in the in some yeah even in such conditions. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the people of Gaza have to eat. So there needs to be we need to find a solution to this. Like we, the solution can't be don't send food because I don't know what the solution is. Tom is saying stop sending aid would only benefit the narrative of evil Israel. 
sending that aid uh, and now exposing Hamas could open up some eyes in the West. Yeah, I think, again, the solution should be more finding ways for Hamas not to be able to use this or find ways that when Hamas uses it, they're exposed to their own people. But I, I don't think not sending aid should be an option. Again, you guys, if we, again, this is a lot more complicated than making it seem to be. So um, if what do you, whatever you guys, whatever opinions you have, please leave it at the end of the show, leave it as a comment so we could read them and see what you guys think. We got another super chat from Roy six shekels from Israel and Roy saying, told you he'll be jealous. Of course he can come. Yes, I am very jealous right now. And I'm still jealous because I'm just an afterthought right now, but thank you, Troy, for the super chat. Anyways, let's go to the next video. And after that, Rifkan and I will want to tell you something about the Arab hostages. But let me do one video, one more video before we get to that. All right. So this is some Gazans in Gaza, and say, and they're. I was. I could not believe this video, okay? Because this is not just one guy saying something. We have been showing you these videos, and previously we had another show that we showed you of some people from um, Palestinians, Arab, um, Arabs, of specifically Palestinians in Gaza, about them complaining about Hamas, them showing a lot of bravery. I've never seen chants against Hamas before, like a crowd joining in. So this is the first time I'm seeing that. So they're chanting, leave us alone, Hamas. This is very dangerous, by the way. So leave us alone, Hamas. And the crowd responds, leave us alone, Hamas. You sold our blood for the dollars. Okay, so here's another one. What this is, somebody saying, what decision, what decision? Surrender. That's enough. This is this is so they're talking about the resistance, Hamas resisting against Israel. They're saying this is total foolishness. What it what he's doing is foolishness. He killed his own people. Sin war killed his own people. Wow. So they're talking about the fact that I think the operations, the October 7th at, uh, terrorist attack, the killing of the civilians, this has basically resulted in all the killing of their own civilians. And this is a, a, a woman from Gaza saying, where is the justice? This is this is the leadership of Sinwar and, um, and Hania. So guys, Sinwar and Hania, these are Hamas leaders. So they're saying, where is the justice? <laughs> Saying the sons of Hamas leaders have everything they need. They get cars, they get jeeps. And our children get nothing. So here's another man. He's saying, and if I told you that Hamas ruined Gaza, what would you respond? He responds, obviously, like, obviously, Hamas. <laughs> it's obvious. <laughs> the reason of this destruction is Hamas. So they're blaming all the bombardments and everything in ha is happening in Gaza. They're blaming it on Hamas. By the way, I just Go want on. to say very quickly, the one who is asking him what, what does he think about Hamas is an Israeli reporter who speaks Arabic very well. 
and he mm -hmm. he got to Gaza uh, as I think in some point after the operation, yeah. And um, well, it's very it's very dangerous for this man to talk to an Israeli to an Israeli journalist, yeah. Wait, he's how Israeli is uh, so he's. So he's in Gaza in the areas that the Israeli military has taken over? Is that yeah. because of, yeah, I yeah, think, okay. I think this so, is what, what is happening. Like Ohad Chemo is right. very known journalist here. He always covers oh. the the Arab uh, news. Yes, yeah, so this is like several times more dangerous. Yeah. He's talking to Rivka an Israeli journalist. Okay, people right, people right. were tortured against the Hamas. <laughs> Yeah, I, yes. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I think this is the guy who made the movie about the people from God, the Israeli guy, who is the journalist in the film about the anti-Hamas protests that we just want to live protests. I will look, but I think this is the same guy. But yeah, Anna's point is not only is he speaking against the Hamas, but he's speaking to an Israeli as well. So uh, this guy is also, you know, taking chances, but he's brave. And this video is really, uh, really shows you some of these people's pain and their anger and how they're at the point where they are willing to say the truth. And the woman talking about how the children of the Hamas get thing, you know, aid and food and they, they live a better life and everyone else gets bupkis. Yeah, right. so By the way, guys, this, is the, oh, this is the reason that his face is, of course, blurred because, like, we won't, we know that the Hamas are also, also watching our news and we don't want to expose this man. It's extremely dangerous for him. So, this is why his face is blurred like this. Yeah. So, it, this yeah, is double I mean, dangerous. He's talking against the Hamas and also talking to an Israeli journalist. It's like the, the combo, the most dangerous combo. Yeah, it's a huge, huge taboo to talk to Israeli media. It's a major, major taboo in Gaza. So, but he's doing it. Um, and I assume some of these people think like, yeah, well, what the hell? I'm, I have nothing else to lose. Like everything is being ruined because of Hamas's foolishness. I've lost everything in my life. So I have, when, when you lose so much, sometimes people get a lot braver because of like, what else is there to lose? But let's continue. By the way, guys, I just saw that our video got demonetized on YouTube. So I want to thank people who are sending super chats. And please, if you can, send us more super chats because we're doing these shows and, you know, we need to be able to continue somehow. And YouTube keeps demonetizing our live streams. But so thank you to everybody who's supporting us. And at least like, like the stream. So what is he saying? Oh, yeah, I've seen, I've shown this to you guys before. This is a man in a hospital saying, with regards to Hamas that hide among civilians, why are you hiding among civilians? So this person is angry with Hamas that is that is using uh, Palestinians as human shield. He's saying, why are you hiding among civilians? Go hide in hell instead. And this is the reporter that as soon as he sees that this is an Al Jazeera reporter, as soon as he hears him not giving the narrative that he wants, he just moves away from the camera and he just starts, tries to shut down the conversation. <laughs> By the way, that video was cut short, too short here. Um, 
if we have time, I will show you the rest of it. The poor man, like he, he's like injured and he's like he tries to follow the reporter because he has more to say, but the reporter doesn't let him talk because he's not saying the narrative. It's so sad because I was saying this to Harris Sultan that imagine you being um, a person that thinks that the world has forgotten you, forgotten you, the, the misery that is being inflicted on you. Nobody cares about it. Some people are using it for their own propaganda, but at the end of the day, your your family is dead. You're gonna die, and you're gonna be you're gonna be nothing. You're gonna be considered like nobody. There's nobody that will remember you. And here's your chance, like your a fellow Arab, somebody who's here to be your voice, is right next to you, giving you a mic, uh, giving you a mic to give you a chance for the world to hear your message. And now you're criticizing Hamas for hiding among civilians, and he turns turns against you and he doesn't let you speak i mean like he he was one my one chance to to speak to the world and my own the, uh, people that are supposed to be sympathetic to me they're not letting me even have that voice it's just so so heartbreaking so here's yeah. some other gaza yeah go on anna and it, it it is actually shocking how al jazeera they chose to sympathize with hamas instead of sympathizing with the Palestinian people. Like this action alone shows that they are more willing to be on Hamas side than on the side of the people. This is just insane, yeah. Right, oh, oh. by the way, we got, thank you so much, Sekai. We got a super sticker from Secular Sekai. Appreciate you here. And also Zaid was saying, uh, Sinwar, not, uh, this is autocorrect, Sinwar and um, Hania, are in lavish hotels in Qatar while all this is happening. That's true. And I really hope that uh, Mossad finds their way to some one of these hotels at some point. Like, I think that Mossad is I good at that. that. So I don't, cool. yeah, currently, currently, they are not, not harming uh, these officials in Qatar only because they need Qatar to maybe... Um, be between be, be the the connection between them and Hamas in order to bring in order to bring more hostages back. Yeah, so it's they the hostages. Need they need Qatar in order okay. to bring the hostages. Like this is the only reason why no one was harmed in Qatar. I think so far. Yeah. Right. I understand that. Um, okay. Let's continue. Um, so these are some uh, Palestinians who lost their home and they're leaving the area that is being bombarded. And this man is saying, please tell those who destroyed the country. <laughs> Abu al-Abd, so nickname for, oh, that's a nickname from Ismail um, Hania, which is one of the Hamas leaders. <laughs> you are the biggest collaborator or traitor. <laughs> Oh, wow. A chance, actually. Ya, Hania, Ya, Abbas. So I think that Mahmoud, they're talking about Mahmoud Abbas. So this is the leader in uh, Hamas, and that's the leader of the PLO. Where is the electricity? Where is the gas? See, they're, they're asking Hamas and PLO leaders, the Palestinian leaders, where is the electricity? Where is the gas? We paid the price, so this woman is saying, we paid the price for Hamas's actions. We paid for it. Oh, this is the one that you were talking about, Rifka. Okay, good. So I don't need to upload that video. So we have it already here. So um, 
This is somebody, I think it's an interview with an Arab channel saying, I want to deliver a message. So this is a message from Rivka. Can you explain what is happening here before I play it? Who's talking to who? You're from what I understand, I'm not sure because it's confusing because it sounds like it's a radio, but then they have the picture that right. the guy is talking to the dude with the microphone, I think, because watch the guy with the microphone's eyebrows. Right. Okay, okay, okay. So he's getting a message from in, inside Gaza. So these Or are messages from inside I'm not sure because this guy looks like he's a press reporter. So I, I'm a little confused as to where, like, is the reporter talking to the guy or is the guy talking to the other guy with the microphone? But listen to what right. they say. Maybe Zaid okay, could, okay. you know, read what's underneath Thanks. their names and, and give us some instruction on that. Well, the, okay, well, I can read that too. Uh, so the guy on the right is Ali and the right guy on the left is Muhammad. Right, so let's go. Muhammad Mansour and okay, let's see what they're saying. Wait, what was the original? What was the first message? Hold on, let's go. I want to deliver a message to the Hamas government. I only trust God, not you. May God curse you, your father. Oh, and every wait, that was fast. That went by. Uh, and where and whoever brought you, Jesus Christ, may God curse you. Look at the look at the eyes of that uh, reporter. I don't know the journalist, the Ali guy on the right. He's like, oh my God, Sinwar, you bastard! So, guys, Sinwar again is, is a Hamas leader. I only trust God, not you. You ruined us, you son of a. Da, da, da. So yeah, that goes. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. The, there's something at the end of this video in another really? clip that I have where after he curses them and calls them, you know, son of a kelb, a dog, he then says, release the hostages. So this is another video oh. where the last thing he says after he's cursing them. And so I just want to at some point maybe we could see that or we could talk about it because I will that's have also really important not only is he saying you know you guys ruined us he's angry at them he's cursing them blah 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 but then he says something that you know really needs to be said and you know that also would help end the situation release the hostages yes So guys, what we're trying to, again, this is so heartbreaking, right? So these are the voices. We're trying to make the voice, these voices a little bit louder because the, me the media that is supposed, the media that is acts like it's sympathetic to the Palestinian cause or the Palestinian people or to the Gazans, they're trying to filter these messages. You can see on this guy, this is what I was laughing. I was laughing at this guy's face, right? You can see how um this is every time something like that this gets out is shocking it's it's not so it's not part of the narrative that they want out so we want to make sure that we we are part of given that there is a barrier for these people to get their voices out we're trying to add a little make these voices a little bit louder because it's not what you're hearing does not necessarily represent the reality on the ground so If, if if these people are brave enough to to say things that is putting them in danger 
the least we could do is just increase their volume just by a little bit with whatever platform that we have. Um, but let me, all right, we got another super chat. I will go on. Zane, Zane has a little like tweak in, in the translation. Uh, if you go back to his comment. Mm -hmm. uh, Zane is saying it's more like, I hope Allah avenges us from you. Not I trust in Allah. Okay, thank you for that clarification, Zay. Thank you. And thank that's you. an important distinction, I think, in the yeah. discussion <laughs> in terms of what he's right. saying. I think there's a distinction to be made between I trust Allah or I want God to avenge you for what right. you've done to us. It's a very important that distinction. Thank you, Zaid. Shukran. Thank you. Thank you, Zay. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Oh, we've seen this video a couple of times, so we're gonna play it again. This is some. This is a man in Gaza on a rooftop shouting this, saying, "America, we don't have job. We don't have a job, America. Take Hamas away, America. Anyone? So." Actually, the more accurate translation is saying, Oh, America, oh, world, please come take away Hamas from us. Like, come save us from Hamas. We don't have money. We pay all our money to Hamas, meaning that Hamas comes and takes the money away from by force. We don't have food. Anyone. Yeah, so that was that. Uh, uh, Anna, you wanted to say something? No? Okay, uh, there was two. Okay, so we got guys. Thank you so much. We got uh, one super sticker from Omar. Thank you so much for the support. And we got a super chat from Greg saying Africa was Christians, Christian ones. Muslims killed sixty million plus Hindus and enslaved millions of Europeans. Islam has the house of peace and the house of war. Stop waging war around the world. Um, yeah, that's true. There's a lot of, but okay, just to be uh, accurate here. Um, there's a lot of, there were also many, many people killed in the name of Christianity as well. So um, I don't want to make this um, act like Islam is a uniquely evil, very more evil, I would say, than many other religions. That's true. But I just don't want to say like, oh, Africa was Christian as, a, as in, as if Christian did, Christianity didn't have its fair share of uh, bloodshed. But go on, Rifka. Um, and this is a, a point that he's making, but I also think it bears saying that how Africa became Christian was right, a lot right. of bloodshed and a lot of enslavement right. and a lot of really horrible things. So it's not just that they organically became Christian. They became Christian, Christian. often through the sword, through torture, through enslavement, through coercion. So. Right. Your point is well taken. Right. Okay. So, but thank you for the super chat. Appreciate that. And also, um, obsessed runner is saying, like, thank you so much for the super chat. Oh, you're using the super chat to tell people to like and share and comment. Oh, thank you so much. Saying like, share, and comment. These videos need to be spread around the world. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, guys, please do that. Like, share, comment, and all of that. Um, Anna, you wanted to say something because I have, I want to share that video that Rivka mentioned. I, she sent this to me. 
It was at the end of this one. Yes, yeah, so th this part that we missed, right? We were expelled from... Okay, so yeah, this is the, la the part of it that we missed. What do you... Okay. So, and we... Here. Your father and the one who... And the one who brought you to the world. And and to Sinwar, you son of a bee, may Allah, may Allah take revenge on you. You ruined us. This is all small. What do you mean by what you are saying now? So, okay, so he's responding to the journalist. The journalist is asking him, what are you saying? And he's like, what do you mean, what am I saying? We were expelled from Gaza to... Khan Yunus and from Khan Yunus to we were separated from our families, our children and wives. Guys, sorry, this is very small. I'm trying to release the hostages. Release those hostages. Okay, so this is somebody from Gaza screaming, release the hostages. Sinwar, Muhammad, Sinwar and Muhammad, um, the abomin the abom um, abominable, abominable. Yes. are hiding underground. Okay, that was it. So that was the that was the part that was missing. So yes, calling out for releasing of the hostages. Amazing. That's that's pretty. Um, Again, you don't hear that on the news, do you? That they do that? No, I haven't seen that. Not um, only do you not hear that, you know, you hardly hear discussion of the hostages at all, you know. Uh, yes, speaking of. Speaking of, uh, you guys by the way, talk about inside, inside Israel, yeah. you constantly hear about the hostages and also the Muslim hostages. We, we saw about it on the news all the time, right. but... I didn't see anyone mentioning that the Hamas took Muslim hostages uh, from around the world. Like even even uh, French news mentioned it very very briefly, and the Arab news don't mention it at all because it is harmful for for the narrative, saying that Hamas also took citizens that are Muslims or Arabs. It is. Um, so Israel I mean, it, it is cover constantly like constantly. Yeah, go it on. It seems like Israel is the only one who who cares to even just just to to share to share it uh, on the news to show it in on the news. They it it doesn't right. it doesn't have to be a lot of effort just to mention them. Right. I want to tell you that in U.S. It's barely mentioned as well. There was a New York Times article and a few other articles, but this is one article in a plethora of other articles that maybe talk about the hostages, but more often only talk about Israel's response to the hostages and to the atrocities of the 7th. Um, and when I tell people here that there were in addition to people from other countries, there were also Arab Israelis, Bedouins that were taken and Bedouins that were taken hostages, hostage. They had no idea. 
They had not heard about it at all. And I think that in a, certain circles in the United States, you know, some um, synagogues and, and Jewish groups, you hear more about the Arab hostages, but not as much as you're hearing in Israel. And I think this is a really, really important thing that people need to know that we need to get out there, that not only did they commit atrocities against Arab Israelis, they also kidnapped them. And this is something people need to understand. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the whole narrative of having Arab Israelis is as a whole damaging to the narrative. That's why they don't want to highlight them. Um, I wanted I to say video... one thing. There yeah, was a, a Bedouin family uh, that the uh, father, uh, his name is Yusuf, and, and the son Hamza, and another son Bilal, and the daughter Aisha. Uh, Aisha's mm -hmm. only 15. Uh, they were kidnapped. Uh, Yusuf has um, um, diabetes and his family isn't sure if he's getting his insulin. But I read some commentary from his family. Aisha and Bilal, thankfully, have been returned to Israel, but uh, Yusuf and Hamza are still there. And I want to say their names. You know, it's Yusuf and Hamza. They are still held by the Hamas somewhere underground. He may not be getting his medicine. We don't know because the Red Cross isn't visiting any of the hostages. But I was reading some commentary from the his family and other people were saying that they made a very uh, interesting sort of comment about being grateful that it was a holiday because if it wasn't a holiday, there would have been even more Bedouins working at the kibbutzim and more of them would have been kidnapped, which I thought was a very interesting point that he was making in what he was saying is he was acknowledging that the Hamas is just, you know, indiscriminately kidnapping anyone who is Israeli, Arab, Jewish, Christian, Buddhist, whatever, atheist, doesn't matter. Yeah, I want to highlight something. Uh, I'm not so sure about the age of Aisha. I heard that she was 17, but it doesn't matter. She was under 18, okay? So she she was wasn't even uh, she isn't even uh, an adult. And I want to highlight that this family they were kidnapped while they were working in a barn in a in a village next to the Gaza Strip, a Jewish village next to the Gaza Strip. So they weren't doing anything. They were just like working with the cows. And that Aisha and her her younger brother, they were released only nearly two months after being held by Hamas. For nearly two months, they held them. And it is impossible to know what is the medical condition of the father who who has diabetes and still in there and i think it's it just shows how much little concern they have for these muslims they split a family they split a family this family can't really celebrate that that aisha and her younger brother were were released they can't celebrate 
because the father and all the older brother are still held there and no one knows if they are alive and in which condition I, and that's I aisha and her brother is that their picture just to be clarify yeah of that's the release yeah that's right? Bilal on the and aisha yeah uh, okay. but i i also want to ask the question you know because these people these hostages um these human beings are being held by Hamas and you're not hearing about it in the Arab media, you know, like, so where's the Ummah? Where's their concern for Muslims and the lives? So of um, Ummah is, Ummah means Muslim community, just so for people who don't oh, know. Oh yeah, Go sorry. On. I should have, uh, I should have no, uh, clarified okay. that, but no, thank that's you. Good. That's good. But because they're not, we're not hearing anything about these families and these individuals at all in Arab media and very small amount, at least in US and some of the other Western media, very, very, very little amount. So all this concern about, you know, um, airsats concern about right. uh, Muslims and the lives of Muslims. And yet these young people are, don't even get a mention. Right. Yeah, so I actually have a. So uh, Anna, before you say, Jimmy, okay. let me I just mention this because I have I have a lot of more videos about uh, from Palestinians and Gazans uh, speaking out against uh, Hamas. I have so much more. Susanna sent me a lot more, so I don't think we're going to be able to get to those today. But uh, because we're talking about the hostages, which is also important. Um, so I'm going to have these for later later shows. Guys, make sure you tell me in the comment that if you want me to do more follow-ups on voices, got people from Palestine speaking out against Hamas, criticizing their leadership. If you want me to continue doing that, please make sure you mention that in the comment section. Uh, but go on, Anna, continue. Um these this family weren't the only hostages the muslim hostages that hamas uh, took and they also killed several bedouins and they also when they launch rockets it doesn't always get to jewish cities it also gets to uh bedouin villages often and some were killed by rockets from uh, by launched by hamas and also they launched um rockets at uh, mixed cities with Arabs and Jews, and they launch rockets also at Arab cities um, that are close to Jewish cities. So this this entire situation, it affected not only the Jews, not only the Israelis, the, the Jewish Israelis, but also Israeli Arabs and Muslims, at least as much as um, the Israeli Jews. Maybe I would say that a lot of them, a lot of them, of the Israeli Arabs and Muslims, they support Israel, but they can't speak about it because it would be frowned upon by by their community. Or like there is still there is still some support for the Hamas going on, and they don't want to be seen as chain uh, as um, no as traitors like Traitor. they are afraid to be seen as yeah. traitors yes yes right i want to speak yes. to I've anna's been... point about them supporting israel um 
there was an article in Newsweek that a woman wrote, um, an Israeli Arab talking about, you know, her feelings about what happened on seventh and 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 blaming Hamas. But there was a quote in that article where she says, a recent survey by the Israeli Democracy Institute indicated that this is recently, you know, as after the seventh. Um, that 70% of Arabs in Israel identify with the state of Israel, IDI, which is the Israeli Democracy Institute. Um, it actually may have been a little bit, yeah, I think it was after the seventh. Reports that the highest percentage of respondents who feel part of this, this is the highest percentage of respondents who feel part of the state since they began asking this question in 2003. This demonstrates that the Arab community in Israel aspires to fully integrate in society and distance themselves from bad faith actors like Hamas. That last line was her opinion, but I think to Anna's point, it's important to bring that up, that many, many, many Arab Israelis or are saying that they're Israeli, that identify with being Israeli, they want to be part of the Israeli state. They, you know, they don't uh, take the side of the uh, bad faith actors as this person brought out. And I've seen that um, a lot in um, some, even social media and other people that I follow and, and read about that there is outrage about what the Hamas did, not just by the Jewish Israelis or the people in other countries who were tourists there, but by the Arab Israelis themselves, they take right, it so guys, as something against yeah. them as well. I might be able to show one more video, even though I want to show this video as well, but uh, because I think it will um, explain a lot of the things that I'm, we're trying to say here. Um, Hevrix is saying, please like the video, guys. Yes, and we got a super chat. Thank you so much, Hevrix, for tell reminding people. Yes, guys, please like the video. Mars, hi, Mars, Mars. Thank you so much for the super chat. Is saying, please keep keep doing these. Was in Israel months ago. More people need to understand the complexities. Yes, exactly. Thank you so much, Mars, for the support. And also, Gajan Americans, thank you so much for the super chat, saying, what are your thoughts on non-Zionist Jew Jewish people? Um, we will do a stream on that because I think, Anna, you sent me a couple of videos about uh, that's like very not just non-Zionist, but I don't want to open that discussion right now because I we but we will do an entire stream on that. Um, we have thoughts. Thank you. Yeah, we have. A yeah, I sent I yes. sent Armin uh, uh, videos of some very extreme anti-Zionist Jews. We we will make a discussion yes. on another stream. Yeah. Yes. So again, guys, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell notification because we will have that as a discussion. So two points that Anna and Rivka uh, already touched on. I just wanted you guys to t always remember this. Um, Israel in Israel, they're covering the hostages the arab and muslim hostages they're covering and they're more concerned about them in israel than anywhere else right so if you look at arab media they're not touching this top topic or or they're not covering it as much but israel's media is obsessed with trying to save and they're very concerned about their arab and muslim citizens that hamas has taken hostage so don't forget that right you don't see this on arab media you do see this on israeli media and and another point, second point, Hamas took Muslim hostages, knowing that they're Muslim, knowing that they're Arab, 
which is already an admission that we know Israel cares for them. Hamas taking Arab and Muslim hostages is an admission by Hamas that Israel must care for these people or else they wouldn't have any utility as a hostage. So Hamas is admitting that Israel cares for Arabs and Muslims more than Hamas cares for their own Arab Muslims because they use them as human shields, but Israel goes for them, does everything it can to try to save them. So understand the difference here. But when I said that one of the reasons why the you know Arab media doesn't cover Arab hostages because a lot of these medias don't even acknowledge the existence of Arab Israelis. And some people think that I am full of it, but I just wanted to, I've seen that. I've seen some, sometimes I talk to many Muslims and, um, and ask them about their opinions about Israeli Arabs. And they look at me like I'm crazy, like as if that can't even be, that doesn't even exist. I just wanted to show you one person that thinks that go on and I am you want to say yeah and about Arab Israelis they are put in a very difficult situation because like they can't a lot of them don't support the Hamas but if they speak uh openly against the Hamas they are they are told that they are uh cooperating with the oppressors and like they are they are sometimes under a lot of pressure from other Arabs even around the world so um yeah they they are put in a very difficult situation like how how not to be how not to be uh seen as a traitor by arabs and how not to be seen as a terrorist by the jews this is the the situation that they sometimes have to navigate and online online it's always like black and white there is no something in the middle and they are pressured like pick a side pick a who who, who do you support yeah Yes. So let's watch this video because this video has this boy here, this young man, makes three points that is very reflective of some common views that exist um, among many people who are holding Palestinian flags these days, right? So let's listen to him. What about, what about the hostage? So again, so this is somebody who's confronting. So somebody with the Palestinian flag supporting like the pro-Palestinian cause and whatever. And somebody is asking him about his views. Some pro-Israel person is questioning him about his views. And let's see what he has to respond. What about, what about the hostages? So he's saying, what about the hostages? By the way, that's the background music in the street. I don't stand with that. I stand with us. So he's saying, I don't stand with that. He doesn't support the hostage thing. I don't condemn any terrorists. I don't I, I don't should be free. Yeah, of course. Oh, he's saying the hostages should be free. Okay. They're civilians. Yeah. But did you see this? They're civilians. So that's good. So far, so good. He's saying the civilians should be free. Okay, but now here's here's the horrible part. He says like the Hamas treated the hostages very well. He's saying every single one of them were treated very well. Every single person said they treated them. And their dogs. That's not true. Uh, that's not true. When they went out of the trucks, they shook their they hands, were drunk. They, they laughed. They were drunk. Like they shook their hands, they laughed. I don't understand. Do you understand? What does that show? Are you are you kidding me? Just because they laughed and they shook their hands? Like we have seen you're under <laughs> under gunpoint. Like how is that does uh, how does that prove anything it's insane and the hamas has many of these people's family members still hostage yes and they you know and then if you listen the the guy confronting him says that they were drugged and i don't know um i don't know I that mean, 
for sure. seen verification of this, but perhaps it's true because I know they went straight to the hospital after Israel, right. you know, so I, I don't know about that, but, but not We're all not of sure them, about that, yeah. but not all of them yeah. did smile or laugh or you smile or wave rather. I mean, there are, there are, okay, I'm not going to mention that, but like this, this, these information will come out. So this is not going to, people who say this are not going to look good, but let's continue. Oh, I but don't want to say something. Even now, even now the information is gradually uh, unraveled. And of course, we we don't hear a lot of the of the survivors of the kidnapped um, who who were released talking right now because like they have to go through therapy and st such stuff. But um, like almost everyone ha who who was there talks about uh, the food that was scarce, the terrible hy hygienic conditions. Like even if they didn't experience any physical abuse. Being two months in tunnels with with no way to to shower, it's already terrible. It's terrible, mm. and the and the notion that any at any time you can be just shot or killed, it must be devastating for it's their psychological abuse. And physical health. It's psychological yeah. abuse because also remember a lot of these people saw their family members executed and then were taken away and these are a lot of them were children or young people um and so even if right. you're not being you know beaten on a daily basis it is psychological abuse and some of these children were held in by themselves you know so yeah this narrative that they you know they treated them well is like let's even say let's even say that they treated them as as kings, okay? They treated them like with with all the best conditions possible in Gaza, right? But even the fact that they kidnapped them to begin with, they kidnapped like eighty plus year old year olds and babies under under one year old, like nine nine, nine months old baby. They kidnapped a baby and and several several eighty plus year olds and women and just right. normal regular people civilians. Just this action alone people, is it's a war crime. Well. It's a war crime right. to kidnap people. You can't guys, just I need to finish the video. We're... Kidnap him. Guys, we're already over time, so I need to finish this video. So let's keep the commentary to very, very fast and short, okay? So let me fix Because there's a part of this video where he says something that makes my point that I wanted to make sure that we get there. Yes. They believe that they, 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 they were drugged. Yeah. Hold on, I tell you, Arab doctors and Arab doctors in Israel confirmed it. So look at this. He's saying Arab doctors in Israel confirmed that they were drugged, okay? Look at his response. Yeah. Arab doctors? Yeah. Oh. Look, Arab doctors, he's confused. Look at his face, he's like, Arab doctors? Did you not know the Arab doctors in Israel? There are many Arab Did you not? So I'm just repeating this because I don't know if the audio is clear with the music background. He's, like, he's saying, did you not know that there are Arab doctors in Israel? Are you not worried about They're called Arabs because they were born. See, they are called Arabs, okay? They're called yeah, they're Arabs. They're called Arabs because they were born. They're Israeli Arabs. And they're proud to be Arabs. There is He's like, he's saying they're Israeli Arabs. Look at his face. He's so confused. What are you talking, telling me? Yeah, they're proud to be. Oh, how can you be an Arab? 
Look, 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 wait, look what he says, Israel. And they're proud to be Arabs. Yeah, they're proud to be Arabs. Israel. He's like, Israeli Arabs. Like, like Israeli Arabs. Like, what is that? Oh, how can he be an Arab? We've got two million Israelis. He's like, how could they be an Arab and Israeli? <laughs> Arab, no Arab sons with the sons. They've got two million Israelis. He's saying no. He's saying no Arab stands with Israel. This other man standing right next to him saying no Arab stands with Israel. Like we have Israeli Arabs. Look at his face. He's like he he looks like he's taking a dump. We have ten million. (laughs) Yeah, but look at his face. He's like we have ten million Arab Israelis, and his face is looks like he's like so uncomfortable with this idea. They are equal citizens, yeah? They can vote, they can be doctors, they can be lawyers, and they're not even be they're not Arabs. They can even be they're not Arabs. There you go. That's the line that I was looking for. They're not Arabs. Okay. But let me finish this, Anna. Let me finish this because I went and then after at the end of the video. I call judges. You know, I that think you're just, oh, we have judges. We have Arab. We have Supreme Court judges that are Arab. By the way, something he doesn't say is that the Supreme Court Arab judges actually uh, sentence former prime ministers of Israel to prison in, in Israel. That's the level of democracy that we have there. But uh, Oh, really quick. I meant to say 2 million, not 10. Sorry. Yes. Okay. Let's continue. Yeah, because 10 million is the entire, I think that's the entire population of Israel. Yes, yes. Irivka, you're muted. Yes, yeah, but that's the entire population. Sorry, I, I apologize. Yeah. No, no worries. Yeah. Like you don't go back to the country. Israel is their country, you moron. Someone were fighting in the idea. Do you know that? Do you know you have you have Arabs fighting? Okay, his whole world is like shattering. He has no idea. Like these people who support, like yeah, he has no idea what's happening. <laughs> this is a completely new idea for him, right? Yeah. By the anyway, way, I just wanted the, to show you that. Yeah, go on. In the field go of on, medicine, Anna. Arabs are actually more represented than Jews. Like they are um, unproportionately. Represented in the field of medicine, which like breaks are, the stereotype. On yeah, our they are, they are, well, they are 20 percent of the population, but they are like thirty percent of the doctors. Like my my really? my uh, family my family medicine doctor, he's he's an Arab, and I'm very proud of it. And <laughs> like um, I worked in a hospital. I mean, like. A lot of the doctors are Arabs, okay? A lot. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. also, like, in every supermarket, like, you see Arab workers, every everywhere you go, basically, there there are fields with um, more Arabs, less Arabs. But, yeah, there, there, it is still not perfect. Like, the, the, there is some, um, like, how to say this? N- not racism, but you know, bad treatment towards Arabs because some people are afraid. Some people might think that uh, they might do a terrorist attack or something like this. Like, I think it is more coming from fear towards Arabs. But overall, in the field of medicine, at least, it's uh, they are much more (laughs) represented than their their part in the the, um, society. Yeah, I wanted to speak to your point about how there is still some bias or bigotry or whatever. Um, 
you know, a lot of countries have similar situation in that you have two groups of people who have bias or don't trust each other, but yet they are integrated in the country. And part of that comes from some areas, people don't speak to each other. They don't live with each other. They don't, whereas there are some areas like that in Israel, some areas like that in the United States, different groups, but the, the terrorism thing heightens it. But there's some places like Haifa that are completely mixed. You know, they're very integrated. And some neighborhoods also in Yafa, there's places where you have Arabs and Israelis who are very much integrated in each other's lives. There are schools, you know, some schools that have been opened hand in hand is one of them. And there's some other ones where Arab children and Israeli children, Jewish children are going to school together, uh, learning Arabic, learning Hebrew, learning, you know, so, and I also want to say one thing that people are constantly saying. So the founding documents of Israel guarantee equal treatment to all its citizens, Jewish, Arab, Christian, whatever. And the founding documents of the Hamas are about annihilation of Israel and of Jews there and in the world. So people, intention, words matter. They matter. And when you look at the founding documents, the raison d'etre, the ideas that brought the state of Israel versus the Hamas, Israel does offer equality in its founding documents to all its citizens. Mm. Yeah, I just right, want to so make this point very clear. We're over time. So, Anna, very quickly, because we yeah. need to, we're over time. Yeah. The rules, the rules themselves, they don't discriminate Arabs. Uh, there is bias towards Arabs. Yes, it exists, but it, mm. just like in anywhere else in the world, and even like as a Russian, someone who from Russian descent, even I get biases like that Russians drink a lot, that uh, Russians don't speak Hebrew very well, or that Russians aren't real Jews, or that um, Russian women are promiscuous. So yeah, there is a bias against almost every group. It, it doesn't mean right. that that Israel is an apartheid or whatever. I, uh, but by the way, guys, just in case somebody, um, I'm going to end the stream now, but guys, please like the stream because I, I just wanted to make sure that you guys don't think I'm making this up. You can see that the video was demonetized. I submitted an appeal and usually the appeal does get accepted, by, but, but by that time it's too late because most of the viewership, uh, by the time most of the viewership is over and we need you guys. So thank you guys for the super chats because again, we constantly get demonetized and we wouldn't be able to continue without your super chats. That's the only thing that is keeping this channel alive. Uh, but also because we're demonetized, we also get recommended less. So the demonetization also means that YouTube recommends you less to other people who are um, on YouTube. So your likes will fight against that. So make sure if you don't have to just use Super Chest to support us. You could also just like the stream to make sure the algorithm shows it to more people. So thank you to everybody who's liking, subscribing, hitting the bell notification, or recommending our channel to as many people as possible. So tell us, tell people, tell your friends and your enemies about our channel and try to get our channel subscriber count higher as much as possible. The haters are good too because the haters leave the highest number of comments and that really helps. So. Tell us, tell people who might hate us as well that our channel is somewhere that they need to come and act, be active on. All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much, Anna. Thank you so much, Rivka, for all the great points. Sorry I was rushing you guys. Again, I know the shorter the, these videos are, 
the more views they get. So that's the reason why I'm rushing you. Um, I know it's not a good look, a man telling two women to, to, to shut up. I know, I know people, I, I, but I'm going to sacrifice that as a, I I know it's not, it's not a good look, but I have to, sorry. It's my job here. Oh, we got another super chat. Um, Unicorn saying, thank you, Armin, Anna and Rivka. Well, thank you so much, Unicorn, for the super chat. And me and Anna will now go get ready for the Persian show. And thank you, Rivka. Rivka, people have been very happy that you're back. So thank you so much for I'm coming happy on the to stream. Be back. Well. Yeah. Thank you. All right, guys. Bye. Yalla bye. <laughs>